2: Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
1: You have 47 new voicemails.
2: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 602 in the a.m. Baltimore's
3: Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. Ed North, Rob Long, Jeremy Kahn. Get your feet on the floor. Jeremy, how do you carry those trash lids? What do you, carry, you have a special bag?
4: Those trash can lids for your headphones? Headphone? I don't know. I put them in the box you gave me that you bought that hat in. Okay. <laughs> so all right. it works out. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
3: <laughs> and walking in an all black yeah. black turtleneck. No, no, put
4: that hat black back.
3: Black jacket. One. No, no, put the hat back on. Let me see the hat. Oh, no, no, he doesn't have yes. the Donnie Hathaway
4: hat. Yeah.
3: He doesn't have the Donnie Hathaway hat. Oh my gosh, he got the Donnie Hathaway hat. He looks Hathaway like the
4: hat. he looks like the uh rock and uh and Rudy. Like, yeah man!
3: <laughs> Get him Rudy You
5: no,
4: like... know what Donnie Hathaway is. <laughs> yes, <right>? I
3: do. <laughs>
4: he's got the Donnie Hathaway
3: hat. <laughs> Can I try it on? <laughs> put it on, Ed. Take the cans off and put it on. Come on. go on, Ed. Go ahead. I wanted you to put it on. I don't want no, him to put it go on. Ahead. on. He's wearing a hoodie. He can't wear that hat. Hey. Now nah, he looks like he should be in a Rocky movie. <laughs>
2: What's up, Rock? Top of the morning to you.
4: Yeah, exactly. Oh, do you want me to talk to Gordon? You yeah. look no, very much like Harry Santa thing. after
2: look, <laughs> he shaves. You look
3: very much ridiculous.
5: You should be saying, listen, with that hat on, yeah, I want to go to 42nd and Lex.
4: <laughs> hey, let me go to 42nd and Lex. <laughs> and step on it. <laughs> Tell mom I'm not going to make it home in time for supper. <laughs> <sighs> oh, boy. So how you guys doing? Well, did, I was you guys- I came here. <laughs> did you guys stay up and watch that game last night?
3: I, you can't stay up and watch that game last night. I thought I thought ESPN was doing everybody a solid. Look, I know you had a busy holiday, so we're going to give you something to fall asleep before real quick. I thought it was paying us a solid. Did you help hit, us go
4: to sleep? Like, I got to make sure I read this right, because I was half out of it when I read it this morning, where they talked about Justin Fields, what his... Uh, attempts you know the yards per attempt and how bad it was last night it was like off the charts ridiculous and they won um it's it's, it's true un- for a couple of touchdowns didn't he yeah but they were they were talking <laughs> no, no. i'm talking about it <laughs> did nothing they were talking about like 0. 0.8 yards per attempt like it was so low or three po- like we, we remember we were talking about like different quarterbacks and how you can judge them his yards per attempt last night was 5.9 But at one point, I mean, he did complete 73%. When you think about all the passes he threw, there's nothing to it. Everything was at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, everything. Everything. Shout out to DJ Moore for getting the ball and turning it downfield. We'll talk more
3: Monday Night Football later if we have to. We'll talk more more Week 12 picks because last night was just horrible. It was. (laughs) I think we all got that game wrong.
4: Whatever. I bet it right. About time. Yeah, but I mean, his one. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was an ugly weekend yesterday. There was a, so a guy downtown had uh, an eleven-team parlay where he hit the first ten legs last night. This the eleventh. He had the Minnesota Vikings on the money line. I don't know what he did if he hedged it or not, but uh, so we got nothing. It was a twenty thousand dollar possible victory. He could have cashed yeah. out for ten k.
5: Was zero. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why I, th- I, I got, that's got nothing.
4: What, that's probably what he did get. Yeah. That's a shame. Are you high? (laughs) Oh my god. You know what? I tell you what. (laughs) I looked over and like, yeah. That's a shame. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Gambling. (laughs) Are you looking at this, Rob? (laughs) Is anybody else seeing this? What the hell's going on with him? You said it. I feel like that lady on the plane, he's not real.
3: (laughs) Come on, man. Come on. Oh, my gosh. Good night. For 11,
5: Team Parley. Yeah, I got 10. I had a couple of Powerball numbers. I got nothing.
4: I hope this is the rest of the show. (laughs) (sighs) Eddie. You want to tell some stories about your life? (laughs) Stuff. And now I can't stop. It's so funny.
3: You guys sound like teenage girls right now. Look
4: at him. I'm just not used to seeing it like this. He's like, look, his hands are folded. His arms are at a table. His jacket's buttoned up. I'm surprised the hat's off, but that's just because he had to put his headset on. 100%. And he's just sitting here and he's going, yeah. It's terrible, huh? Gambling. <laughs> Like
5: a dumpster fire. I get so
3: high. <laughs> <off. laughs> he just says, "Life is a dumpster fire." Yes. yes.
4: <laughs> it all comes out now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man!
3: Take another one. Tell us the rest. <laughs>
4: What time's the dispensary open?
3: I got two cups of coffee. Go ahead. I got all morning for this. I got to find something over here. <laughs> you know, they've had a bad Monday night football game. Oh. Ravens are on by. And the Orioles haven't started winter meetings yet. Go ahead, Ed. That's about <laughs> it. Fill up the airwaves. Oh, my God. Fill them up. <sighs> hey, we'll be here
5: until 10. I'm sorry I waited this long. i I know. Well, they, they weren't they it. twenty years ago. <laughs> they weren't legal then. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I remember saying when I was a cop, "It's a day I retire. I'm going to go to an island, sit in the sand, live off my pension, roll myself a giant blunt." I never did that. However,
4: <laughs> he's talking so slow.
3: <laughs> However. <laughs> that's what no, I no, said. No, no. This is. that's <laughs> it. <Yeah>. However, <laughs> <laughs> and he leads into it. Go ahead. Go ahead. There's more. <laughs> up. But up. wait, <laughs> there's more. You <laughs> <So He> gave <laughs> you gave us a conjunction. What's that? Go ahead. Yeah.
4: So what happened? Uh, Go ahead.
6: Nothing
3: happened?
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> Nothing happened. Got here fine.
3: Do you realize how closed your eyes are right now? No. <laughs> I don't know if he looks like he's been fighting or he just looks like he's not awake yeah, yet. Yeah. I
4: don't know that any segment's going to go. He's struggling. He is. Joe.
3: You know how you know he's messed up, Jeremy. Oh. He's stretching the bottom of his mouth to try to open his eyes. Not <laughs> not the top of his head. He's stretching He's like that. <laughs> he's not, pulling his he's jaw. not doing his eyebrows to open him up. He's not doing this. He's stretching his jaw to open his mouth. What are you What are
4: you doing, man? Goodness. Is this how he was at the comedy show? yes no the best part was when i (laughs) at the comedy show when he turned up to get out we were all leaving like you can leave either way okay but like we're sitting on the left side of the theater so it made more sense to go out to the left side not walk all the way down the aisle wait behind people he turns and he's just like nose to nose with me and i'm like yes he goes are we leaving? I said, yeah, that way. And he goes, okay. And he just turns around and starts walking. And then did he do the about face okay? Yes, yes. And the best part, and I told this there, one of the comedians there was great. Um, I won't name his name, but he was coming up telling Ed what a big fan he was, and Ed was like, thanks. <laughs> he had nothing left for the guy. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> the guy wanted to have a conversation. He's told Yeah, man, I loved you on this, and this was great. And then he goes, Thanks. <laughs> I had to tell the guy he was so hot. Well, let's be honest. He doesn't
3: have to be hot to key, that response. <laughs>
4: not, no, true. but he would have been he would have been more engaging with somebody like that. I mean the guy clearly knew a ton about Ed. I think he knew more about Ed than Ed did at the time. Ed's, I'm always
5: nice to
3: thanks. be my bread. I know my bread's buttered. Yeah. I just couldn't help myself. 410-583-1057. <laughs> that's the number. Mm. The most big bad morning show on the fan. The Suns' Jeff Barker uh, has a situation that he revealed with the Orioles' lease. We'll talk about that at 6.30. But on the other side, John Harbaugh, Todd Monk, and Mike McDonald spoke to the media. We stormed the castle up next on The Fan.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.
8: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: Storming
0: the castle with the Big
2: Bad Morning Show.
0: Brought to you by Life Med Institute. Guys, regain confidence and performance in the bedroom with RevWave Therapy at LifeMed Institute. RevWave is a revolutionary non-invasive ED treatment. Call 410-575-1200 or lifemedinstitute.com to find out more.
3: 1057, the fan. Ravens coming off a 20-10 win over the Los Angeles Chargers on the road. And Mike Preston talked about it yesterday. Uh, a star-studded defense of the Baltimore Ravens. That's where the playmakers are. The defensive coordinator, Mike McDonald, spoke about it yesterday.
2: Eric and Ozzy, over the years talking about your roster's never really set throughout the course of the season. I think that's the philosophy of the organization is just trying to always improve your, improve the team. And we've done a great job of targeting guys that can come in and be productive for us, and you know, and then we kind of take it from there. But obviously we're excited to always take on great players. We're never going to turn down great players.
3: Star-studded defense, Jeremy. And these are not guys that they signed for the most part – as stars, they become stars. Maybe Clowney was a number one overall draft pick, but, you know, would you call him a star, these guys are really – Mike McDonald has done a great job with them.
4: I, I guess when you look across the league, you'd probably say – all right, when we talk about stars, the upper echelon guys, and there's some that are a little bit longer in the tooth, maybe older guys. Right. Like we just talked about Khalil Mack this week, right? He used to be a star, maybe not there anymore. but And I kind of feel like Jadavian Clowney's kind of in that group, you know, maybe even a little bit further than what Khalil Mack is, but he's yeah. – you know, he's playing at a really high level. I think sometimes, we've, we've said this before when it, regarding guys in systems, right? Like, you can put great players in systems, and they could be even better, Yeah. you know, if they buy into mm. it. And, like, you look at Steph Curry and what Golden—that's a system. Right. It's a system they're running, and, and it fits him perfectly. It fits Draymond perfectly for what he does, and they got all the right pieces. So, I think with this defense, I think they got a lot of the right pieces, even with some of the injuries they've had. No doubt about that. Now, Mike McDonald uh, continued
3: to talk because these stars— well, they produce on their side of the football as well. Offense scores, defense gets the ball back for the offense.
2: Obviously, takeaways is a, is a, a paramount importance throughout the entire season, but to actually come to fruition, especially against that offense, who hasn't really turned the ball over over the course of the year, was great to see so, you know, just, us attacking the football, um, handling the situations. I thought really the thing that goes unnoticed is the poise that the guys had throughout the game, given the situation I was proud of. And I uh, just turned the tape on. You're really proud of the effort and the physicality. And, you know, there's things we're going to always be chasing execution-wise. But uh, we're right there, you know. So uh, we're in a good spot going into the bye.
3: They're in a great spot, Ed. I mean, these guys force turnovers in a lot of ways. Strip sacks, interceptions, uh, uh, force fumbles. They get it done across the board.
5: They do. It's it's something that you really you strive for as a team, too, is your, you know, your giveaway-takeaway ratio. And if you win that, you usually win games. Sadly, after all those takeaways, they got three points out of it. That's that's the downside.
3: Todd Monk, an offensive coordinator, stepped to the podium as well. His offense was his office was without one of his biggest stars. He talked about what they did or how they did without Mark Andrews.
6: Well, we didn't score enough. You know, we uh, we got bogged down. We moved it. Fine. Ran the ball well. Maybe not as explosive in the past game as you'd like. Left some things out there, but uh, I don't think it was a matter of uh, – you know, not having Mark. I mean, Isaiah played fine. You know, and did some good things. I mean, that's hard to say when someone's not out there what it would have looked like had they been out there. I don't I don't know that. I just know that we're lucky to have Isaiah, and he did a good job the other night. He's going to continue to grow as a player. We just got to continue to figure out how we're going to use the other pieces that we do have. I mean, that's probably the biggest thing.
3: I think the first half, Jeremy, with well, Mark got rid of the ball quickly, uh, I think the uh, defense of the Chargers made some adjustments. The second half when he couldn't get rid of him quickly, I think that's when he missed Mark Andrews.
4: Oh yeah, no doubt. Um, <clears throat> you know, there's certain times in the game where we talked about it. Whether you want to talk about red zone plays or even on third down, you're you're looking for that that safety valve or security blanket or whatever you want a safety blanket, security. I always butcher that, Ed. I was waiting to see if I can get him just giggling. But that being said, I, I think too when you look at um, Those situations, that's where you're looking for your guy. Like, you know, watching um, Michigan-Ohio State, the announcers, Gus Johnson, was going, this has got to be a time, I don't care if he's double-covered, you got to go to Marvin Harrison. That's who you're looking for in those key moments. Now, with the Ravens, it was more about running the clock out and holding on to it, right? Um, But I think still it's key and it's paramount when you lose a guy like that, you need somebody else to step up or a group of people to step up.
3: I don't want to make it seem like as if the offense is, is not good because it came off a stretch where they scored thirty or more points five consecutive games. However, I don't care how many points you score, you want to get better.
6: Coach, how does the offense get better? Obviously we got to coach it better, scheme it better, execute better. That's really what it is. You know, and keep continuing to build what we want to be or what do we want it to look like so everybody's on the same page, you know, and um you know just part of it. You know, at times, I like a lot of things that we're doing, and there's times we just need to be better at it. We need to call it better and need to execute better. I mean, that's really what it is. I mean, there's no magic to it. We have good enough players. We have good enough coaches. Now we just got to consistently do it. And we've been pretty good, you know, really since about, since Pittsburgh, other than Tennessee in the red zone, we've we've been pretty good. We certainly can be better.
3: Uh, The one thing I like about Todd Monken, uh, uh, Ed, is he always puts it on his shoulders. You know, I mean, he doesn't. He's not throwing anybody under the bus. First thing he said, we got to coach it better. We got to call it better. He always puts it on his shoulders.
5: Yeah, I'd like to be asking the questions though. It's week twelve, so what's holding you back here? Like, so why aren't we coaching it better? Why are we not scheming it better? It's the twelfth week of the season. We waiting for seventeen? I mean,
3: seriously, what what's what's the holdup? I think the offense had a a bad game. I don't think they've been playing poorly lately, though. I mean, thirty eight to six. 31 to 24, 37 to 3. They lost to the Browns, but they put 31 points on the yeah, ball. And, and that's the best up. defense in the league,
4: arguably. Yeah, yeah you know, I, I think I think they had a bad game. Well, you
3: know, and the Chargers coming off a week where the defense was crapped on all week, <laughs> all over national media. So we had a little pride there. I just, I, I love to see what they do against the Rams coming out of the bye. Uh, John Harbaugh spoke to me. You know, a guy that's caught my attention Arthur Millette. Mm-hmm. He has really caught my attention since coming over to the Baltimore Ravens. And John Harbaugh spoke about him yesterday.
9: Well, I knew he's a pain in the butt playing against him, you know, because we played against him quite a bit in New Orleans and then Pittsburgh, you know. I, I, I didn't like him at Pittsburgh because I thought they lost their nickel. Then all of a sudden he's out there playing, and I wasn't sure how good he was going to be. Then he turned out to be really good, so I was mad about it. And then uh, he came here, you know, and I was happy about it because he's a tough dude, man. He's a hard-playing uh guy he's uh, brings a lot of savvy a lot of energy he's never satisfied come up with that play he made that sack was a huge play and it wasn't the only he had a number of plays i mean he was out there he made the most of his time uh yeah he's done a great job for us that was a that was a great job by our our personnel department
3: he had a his coming out party against the pittsburgh steelers a couple of months ago
4: i like this guy i do too uh i mean you met you brought it up and i agree with it yeah. um you know, like when we were talking about statistics and yeah. how things are done. Like these guys, they get paid off of those things. You know, like you That's get a sack. Yeah, yeah, it's clear on interceptions. Like when you get one, what it means. You know, fumble recover. All those things are clear. Yeah, but it's not on like you let a guy just dirt the ball to avoid getting a, a sack. You know, they were talking about Sam Howell doing that at the beginning of the year, just throwing the ball away mm-hmm. continuously to avoid the sack, whether or not he was getting a penalty or not. And then again, it does change the numbers a little bit, but. I don't know, you know. I look at this Ravens team, and there's so much talent here, and we're seeing it. You you mentioned the numbers of what they put up point wise, and I don't care who they're playing because this league is down. Yeah, it's an opportunity to attack, and I don't care. Like when people go back at the Dodgers on that short season and go, "Hey, that's not a World Series," they're going to go piss on that man. I got a ring, so you guys can say whatever you want. I still got this (laughs) ring that says I'm a champion, and I think even in a down year, we're not looking at it in that under that prism. But it, it is a little bit different to look at things and go, "This is an ugly league this year." Go win it. Go, yeah. go put your well, you, don't want, put you
5: don't want to be the Dodgers of football, though, where you're you're a badass during the regular season and you never come yeah. through. You don't win in the postseason other than a shortened season. And that's who that's what the Dodgers are known as. You
3: don't want to become that team. Uh, John Harbaugh uh, continued to speak to the media about someone else in the secondary. This guy is becoming arguably the best safety in the game.
9: Yeah, I've seen just what you guys have seen. I think Garrett, he's, he's, been, he's been something, you know, he's just, he's all over the field and, he, and he, we give him, we put more on his plate every single week and he, and he makes the most of it, you know, he cleans his plate. You know? So we'll keep putting more on there, you know, and, uh, but he's, I think he's, he's kind of a reflection of the whole defense right now. They, they, they're hungry. They want to get better. They want more. Uh, they want, they want, uh, they, they hate when they don't, you know, make a play, any, any type of play. Uh, that's what you love about him. I think he's kind of – him and all the guys, they're just kind of in the same mold that way.
3: Um, his title, is his position is safety, Ed, but I like to change his position <laughs> to football player because yeah, <laughs> that's what he is. Yeah, he's in an odd uh, spot because
5: we don't know. He's listed as a safety, but he is he a safety? Is he strong safety? Is he a slot corner? Is he –
3: linebacker. If, is he
5: like If this was like, you know, 1982, he'd be a monster in a college defense because that's what he's playing. Yeah. He is. He's he's like he's that guy who's a hybrid between a linebacker and a defensive back and he's really excelling at it.
3: I said you know, Carver Carver, tech we played them in high school had a guy, I forget his name, um, who played the monster position and pre-snap I had to know where this guy was all the time because he moved all over the field and he made plays yeah, everywhere. This guy's like that. Yeah, he he is he has become that guy. 410-583-1057 is the number. We'll recap out week twelve picks at seven o'clock. But on the other side, a uh, article by Lynn uh, Jeff Barker, sorry, of the Baltimore Sun, has us all scratching our heads about the situation with the Orioles in the stadium. Uh, now, what's going on? Five weeks left to that lease expires. What's going on? Baltimore's big bad morning show on the fan.
8: put the spring back into your step and into your home too. shop blinds.com right now and save up to 45% up to 45% off for a limited time at blinds.com blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply
3: 633 in the AM Baltimore's big bad morning show on the fan. So we're five weeks re- remaining with the Orioles in the state of Maryland. They are considering separating the complex of This is according to Jeff Mark. Mark. I'm gonna read it from him directly. With their lease expiring in five weeks, the Orioles in the state of Maryland are considering separating the complex and potentially contentious issue uh, of stadium area development rights from the pressing need to finalize a lease binding the team to Baltimore for the long term, according to two people with direct knowledge of the negotiations. Uh, Such an approach would uh, represent a pivot from the non-binding memorandum of understanding the party side September the 27th, calling for not only keeping the team at Camden Yards for at least 30 more years, but also granting the Orioles rights to develop land around Camden Yards, including the B&O Warehouse and Camden Station. Wow. Does this concern you, Jeremy Khan?
4: A little bit. I mean, I had a really weird moment this weekend where somebody came up to me, and I'm sitting with someone, and... Both of us in the know in different ways about certain things, uh-huh. and said to me that Phil Knight was buying the Orioles and they're moving to Portland. Told me that this weekend. <laughs> Told me this this weekend, and I'm going. Hey, this are we going to keep rolling with this nonsense? And then you see different articles of things coming out, and like you're like, I I don't know what to believe anymore. So Adley Rutchman's going home. No, I don't. I don't see that. I don't see any of that. I, I think the Orioles are going to be here. But again, maybe that's also my bias. Is that I don't want to see that. You know, I couldn't believe if that happened.
3: And one thing I learned as an investigator is to read everything carefully and pay attention to everything that's put down in writing. Don't believe everything that's put down in writing, but pay attention to everything that's put down in writing. The party signed September 27th calling for not only keeping the team at Camden Yards for at least 30 more years. Remember back in August, I suggested Orioles might be moving. Just not away from Baltimore. Yeah. Keeping them at Camden Yards for 30 years. John Angelos, by everything that we hear, wants a Disney World of ballparks like Atlanta. Mm -hmm. It's tough to get it done where he is right now. The Braves built their own city. (laughs) They built their own city. You guys haven't seen it. It's pretty crazy. And created all of this. I wouldn't doubt the Orioles are moving. I just would bet you money that they're not leaving the Baltimore area. I wouldn't be surprised if they left Camden Yards. Do we go to the counties? Somewhere where he can have this. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not saying, and I'm not telling you something, oh, I heard. No, no, I'm not that guy. I haven't heard. But I am telling you, I would not just everything I read, it always says stand in Camden Yards. Stand in Camden Yards. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't. Bet you money that the Orioles will be at Camden Yards for the next ten years. I'm not willing to bet that. I want to bet you money that the Orioles aren't leaving Baltimore. The you know. Baltimore area. Yeah. <laughs> but I wouldn't. It, it, this this Disney World of ballparks is important. And for those of you that want the roster that you say you want, it's important to that too. Mm-hmm. Your stadium tickets don't build rosters. That's not enough revenue. The TV that we have right now, not really building a roster you want. Not quite enough revenue. You gotta generate a different source of revenue. The reason why the Atlanta Braves don't let don't lose you unless they want to lose you, they have a different source of revenue. And on top of that, TV rights, they own the entire South. Southeast. Yeah. They own the Southeast. From North Carolina to South Carolina to Georgia
4: to northern Florida. Well, hell, even most of the people when I was growing up, Tennessee—that was, was the only other team you could watch yeah. on a consistent basis. They were on TBS, so that, if you wanted to watch the Braves, they kind of became like your second team almost because they were on so much. They
3: have some of Tennessee; they got all of that area, so that TV rights are just ridiculous. But they also have a different source of revenue. So, I, listen, I'm not—I'm not willing to bet you that they won't leave Camden Yards. I don't know; no one's told me anything. But when I every time I read something, I see the—I see the words Camden. I see the words uh, stand in Camden Yards coming up. I don't think that's a guarantee. Not, not to do what you want to do. Yeah,
5: it's not unusual for teams to do this because they, you know, they have the city names. I mean, look around. Look around pro sports. You mentioned Atlanta. Where is Where is this actually done? It's not in Atlanta. No. <laughs> I mean, the Jets and the Giants play in New Jersey. Yep, it's 15 minutes from New York City. It's in New Jersey. The Cowboys don't play in Dallas. No. So, I mean, all the
3: us they, have never played
5: in Dallas. No, they played in Irving and they are in Arlington. I mean, yeah. they've been in Dallas. So I mean, they've never really done this. They're, 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 whatever they are, the they're Commanders—they're not in Washington.
3: They're in Maryland. Yeah. So, I mean, this is not unusual for teams to do this. Uh, again, I don't—I don't know what's going on with this lease or this binding agreement, but it just seems to me, if you're paying attention, that building this this. Entertainment complex is important now for all of you old school baseball fans <clears throat> that are questioning why. I'm sorry, your old school philosophies don't run baseball anymore. You, Jeremy, you've got to generate billions of dollars in revenue to have a, to keep a competitive team. You could you can get lucky and draft and and the Orioles, man, it was a lot of skill, but it was a lot of luck too because they haven't swung and missed yet on these prospects. We're waiting for Jackson Holiday, but so far
4: they haven't swung and missed. But you want to keep these guys? Got to have the money. I get, yeah, and I understand getting the money, but like I'm still having a finding it hard to believe that you can't make money off of the stadium you're at right now. And I understand that you didn't get the television deal that you wanted, but you do have your own television deal. You're splitting it. So, like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't see, like, especially this year, it's the first time in a long time you had a first place team. Mm-hmm. Fans didn't show. It's not like the stadium was packed every night, but it's getting better, and I think it builds on that. Um, so, how are other teams getting it done? Like Ooh, what, what other teams? Other te- how are other teams spending money? The well look, on the players other you
5: mean contracts? Yeah, yeah.
4: Like if we can't spend, they sh- look. They've saved so much money over the past couple years by not having a payroll, none. That they should have been, like some of that money should be going back into the
3: ball club. Yeah, but you also, well, what years? The year of the pandemic when no one was going in the stadium and doing anything? The year after the pandemic where you had to wait half the season? How long have been rebuilding? It's, been, it's not
4: just that one it's year. We've been rebuilding
3: we... since, what, 2018? Yeah. That's a long, I mean, it's five years but now. But what, what revenue were you generating? Yeah, you're right. You're so we're not playing, paying for players, but what revenue were you generating?
4: I mean, you if I if if nobody was at the ballpark. There were still people at the ballpark. Let's look you at this television deal. You still I still have all that stuff, I, I, but the television deal includes advertising
3: dollars. If my team sucks and people aren't watching, then now I'm selling those advertising at a different percentage than mm-hmm. what I was selling before. Most of that stuff sold before the season. I, I understand, but you still so have people some people are expi-
4: basing off of what they think you're going to you, do. You
3: still have some expiring contracts, and 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 if we look ahead, let's look ahead with your potential, uh, who you're potentially resigning. Uh, mm-hmm. Felix Bautista. I hate to say you kind of got lucky, but you're a little bit dead because now with Tommy John surgery, going to be a while for him. All right, um uh you got oh, let me look down. You got Dean Kramer, what are you gonna do with him? John Means, you got cheap because he got uh injured, but eventually you're gonna have to do something with him. Grayson Rodriguez, what are you gonna do with him? Uh, uh, Tyler Wells. We're we gonna do with there's, him. I'm missing somebody. Start rotation. A,
4: there's still arbitration left with the line Kyle
3: Bright. I know, but you got to look forward thinking. You but can't. It, you can't wait until then, Jeremy. It, you got to have the money ready.
4: I'm not. I'm not buying any of that, man. I'm sorry. You don't have to buy. You got to. You. You don't have to buy that, but you got to buy them. You have. But you Look, we have the second lowest payroll in all of baseball, which is ridiculous. The highest guy. The highest paid player on our team is not even on our team. You're, but Jeremy, start counting the people. And with that, count the money. You're right. But then guarantee me they're going to pay all those guys because there's no guarantee that they're going they're to. They're not going to
3: pay all of them, but you want to keep Nobody pays them all. Let's be honest. Nobody pays them all. We go to the Atlanta Braves roster of five years ago. want to hear from you. We're being told to break. want to hear from you. 410-583-1057 is the number. Uh, you're weighing on this. Jeff Barker, outstanding article. I love it. Uh, it makes you think a little bit. I also want to hear from you on the topic. Baltimore's Big Bad Morning Show on the fan. in the a.m. Jeff Barker article, Baltimore Sun. What, uh, five weeks remaining to the end of this deal between the Orioles and the state of Maryland? Some uh, things may cause them to pivot from the original bond agreement that they had. Uh, Jeremy, I'm going back to the conversation we had. Uh, Back in 2014, Oriole payroll, middle of the pack, $107 million. 2015, middle of the pack, $110 million. Uh, 2016, I'm just trying to go recent, Middle of the pack, once again, $115 million. Uh, Then 2017, I think, is when things started to fall off a tad bit. And I don't even see more. Oh, they were high. then. Okay. 2017 was the highest payroll recently. Mm -hmm. They were 10th in baseball at 142. That's actually not bad. That's a lot higher than I want. Actually, 2018, they were 143. So we've seen them with a high payroll. Would you agree to keep the team – think about the players we have right
4: now five years down the road to keep this team intact. Is that going to cut it? That type of money? Yeah. The, the 100 or whatever? Yeah. I, I, look, I think you can win there, but you're probably going to have to spend a little bit more, okay. and, then, and then you have to make those decisions too middle of the year. What are you adding? You're, what are you willing to take on? You and I are saying the same thing in what they can spend now. We're, yeah. we're, we're,
3: I think where you're misunderstanding me is, Let me, can I do one player? Hmm? Manny Machado. Do you think they waited too long to approach the Manny Machado situation? Yeah, I think goodness, yes. Waited way wait too long. Way too long. That's why I got nothing for him. Was Manny Machado a generational talent? Yes. Okay. He still is. How many generations <laughs> – Damn right. How many generational talents potentially do they have right now? Three. Three. What I'm suggesting is you got to have some forward thinking because, as you said, you got four or five years that you have to worry about signing those guys but you got to have some forward thinking so you don't run into the Manny Machado situation again how am i going to pay those guys when they're probably going to generate or probably demand 40 million dollars a year I'm, it's going to take some serious money so i got to put myself in position start thinking about that now to put myself in position to do that
4: i'm not i think what you and i are just like i'm not arguing that i'm just the only thing i'm arguing is the fact that they need to move to, to pay players like they're I think they're fine with
5: that from where they are
4: yeah like they need to get some new stadium they need to do all yeah. these other things like so it's the same it yeah I don't think they need to oh you don't think they need to? I don't think okay. they need to okay. I think it's a bit of BS and it's posturing because if you can do it it's more money in their pocket you know like if you're able to build this Shangri La of sports mm-hmm. here somewhere in Baltimore. or uh, whatever Perry Hall, uh, Pikesville, wherever you find ground. I mean, we don't care. We just want to go to the games. But I love Camden Yards. I think it's great. I
3: love Camden Yards too. I, I, are you asking me if I want to move? Hell no, I don't want to move. But at the same time, I'm looking at the business model. Atlanta. Okay, did the Orioles set the pace on or on stadiums
5: with this the architecture of this place? Yes. yes. Okay.
3: Yeah, I think Atlanta is mm-hmm. now setting the tone. Or what it is moving forward. I think
5: you're right. Because other cities are doing I just a couple weeks ago I told you the Mets are doing this. Yeah. They'd use all the space next to Shea, whatever is that City Field, they're gonna do exactly what the Braves did. They're gonna like at an entertainment venue with shopping and entertainment and, and bars and all kinds of stuff.
3: By the stadium. And if you want to keep up with the current business model or the trend of the business model, it doesn't look like you can do that at Camden Yard. You can't. There's no space. Or you just can't.
5: I mean, t- this—we've been through this. You, there's no way to do it. You share the parking lot with the Ravens. It, it, it ain't happening down where they are.
3: So, four ten five eight three one zero five seven. That's the number. Let's go to going and get Cody. What's up, Cody?
1: Morning, gentlemen. Morning. Love the show as always. Thank appreciate you. Sir. Gu- appreciate you guys. Uh, <clears throat> I agree that uh, the forward thinking uh, is definitely needed to not just keep these, these young guys we have right now on the roster, but as Elias keeps drafting and he's got. I believe third, three first round draft picks this year. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're going to need, we're going to need a new stream of funding to keep, uh, to keep paying future guys. You know, as long as Elias is here, I believe that there's going to be a pipeline of talent. So, uh, so I believe with you, Rob. I agree with you, Rob. that that is necessary. But I don't believe that the crying broke thing right now, and that we can't keep the band together. That I didn't appreciate from ownership. But I do agree. We need more. Uh, we need no, more revenue. To pay hey Cody, hey, so. hey, Cody, don't forget eventually you're going to have to pay Elias. Hey, you know what? <laughs> That's my biggest I'm fear. already I'm I've heard rumors that the Sigma Dell wanted to interview somewhere so i I'm, I'm being no, they prepared. wanted to interview
4: him, but I'm not saying he didn't want to go, but they wanted to interview him.
1: Yeah. Uh, who did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, was
4: it Toronto? Know, or, yeah. I'm sorry, Cody. It was another It was another, uh, it was another uh, I can't
3: remember who it was, but yeah. I don't know Toronto if Sigma Dell wants to be that
5: it's the number one guy. Yeah. It's a different thing.
4: I don't know. We gotta Sigma we... Dell
3: loves numbers.
4: We had a rocket scientist last night playing quarterback and he couldn't figure out how to get Jordan Addison ten yards. <laughs> I'm talking about Josh Dobbs. <laughs> he couldn't figure out how to get – his ass can go to space. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> he can't figure out how to get their best receiver 10 yards. You son of a – Oh, sorry.
3: Wade and dog. We must have lost money. I was no, just going to say, spoken by a man who lost money
5: on this I won
4: game. last
1: night. What are you talking about? What's up, Way? Hey, Rob. How you doing, buddy? You good morning, morning Good morning. Guys, good man. morning, man. Hey, I, I, agree with, I agree with both of you guys. I think you're both right um, – but the, the the thing about it going forward, to to have the team and the money to make the money, I believe you're absolutely right. I don't think they thought about so many issues when they put the Ravens Stadium right next to Cannon Yards. But there's been some issues the last couple of years. A um, couple of years ago, I think when we we couldn't play because the Ravens were playing. Yeah, or they, they had to open up but in
3: Denver. The, Super Bowl champions had to open up in Denver.
1: Right now, you got now you got Stevie next this year. They had a contract during the playoffs. I mean, I think that the Orioles, they want to do something with the parking. So I think, you're, I think you're right, Rob. I think eventually they will move out. But I don't know how that affects the city, the actual city of Baltimore, like how much money would go back to them if they moved to a Baltimore County or whatever. Yeah. Um, but the thing about it is the, the Orioles do have a reputation of not playing. So if you're going to build this city and if you're going to do all this stuff, I think it needs to be an agreement where you have to put so much money into contracts. You know what I mean? When did yeah. we build all this city and everything, and they go back to the New Angeles way and don't spend any money? Then we just did all this for what? So I think if you do, if, if Maryland puts out the money and they do all this, there has to be some kind of contract where some kind of percentage of the money goes into the team. That's hey, what I would say.
3: Wayne, thanks a lot. I, I think this is one of those times where you can agree with both. I think Jeremy and I were saying the same thing. We, we, we got there two different paths, but ultimately I think we were saying the same things. Parkville, Chris. What's up, Chris?
1: Gentlemen, good morning. Good morning. Good
3: morning. Great show as always. Thank you, sir. Um, uh, love to love to watch uh, the Ravens win. There was a W. It wasn't pretty, but uh, on the Orioles and everything, the forward thinking—you couldn't have said it any better. They have to have to jar themselves to move ahead and make themselves somewhat independent. And it's just kind of a way. It, rem- it reminds me of when. It reminded me of when uh, Jerry Jones like bought the Cowboys, and I know it's not a complete parallel, but he also, in a separate deal, he bought the stadium and rights too, mm-hmm. and he's generating a lot of money. That's why they're the uh, worth the most out of all the NFL teams. And to support this this team in its infancy now, when you have all these great players coming up, and there's more waiting in the wings. Hey, hey Chris! Not only they number one in the NFL. They got to be top five in all sports businesses, right? In the world, uh, I think the Cowboys are top five. They're, they're up there. Yeah,
5: I mean it's hmm.
3: that's that's uh, yeah. They, they, Cowboys. Remember the Cowboys were one of the reasons why they had the salary cap because Jerry Jones years ago they are number one. Yeah, number one. Jerry Jones tracked the deal with Pepsi. They start using that Pepsi money to lure players in. NFL said, "Whoa, can't do those individual <laughs> contracts." Yeah, yeah. so. Yeah, he's, he's, doing. he's part of the reason why they have all this stuff. Panthers fired that coach 11 games Do it. Was he set up for failure? We'll talk about that in 7-15. But on the other side, week 12 is in the books, and so are our picks. We'll recap up next on The Fan.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.